You want a Western adventure, but you also want modern convenience. What you want is Boise. We have 15 breweries just miles from Hop Farms, and our downtown is packed with more than 100 craft restaurants. We have an outdoor theater where deer walk by. Seriously. Oh, and we have more than 200 days of sun every year, which make those hundreds of miles of trails around the city pretty awesome. This is Boise, the unexpected West. Plan your trip to visit Idaho at visitboise.com. It's been it's been great, uh, of course, to go back to a place where you're very, very familiar with, uh, but it always comes with a price. You got to make sure you take care of certain things. Uh, but I, I do like the situations that I'm in, and, and I'm, I'm happy to be back. One of the things I was impressed with right off the bat is, and we've dealt with at All Corn a number of new coaches, you know, coming in and trying to, you know, hit the ground running. But the coaching staff that you've hired, the people that you brought within your circle, within your program, a lot of Southern flavor, a lot of Louisiana flavor. And to me, and I follow a lot of the folks in the Jaguar Nation, they like it. They, and, and how important is that, though, when you're building a coaching staff, you're going to bring some people with you from Prairie View. But at the same time, you want to hire good coaches working under you and then some that are familiar with the SWAC and Southern University, you're able to do all that. How important is that? I think that's very, very important. Now, uh, you said that, uh, you know, the guys that I did have at Prairie View with me, uh, I actually coached a lot of those guys here at Southern. <laughs> so that was a great part about it. And to me, it's all, you know, people always teach and preach uh, family atmosphere, but I, I like to live by that. And I think it's, it's big when you know something, a place where you've been at, you're very, very familiar with that place, you're familiar with the conference, you're familiar with playing that style of football, I think it helped because you know what they're looking for. You can't go back in times, but you can move forward. Uh, and the guys that I think have I have on my coaching staff uh, does a good job in recruiting, does a good job in coaching, and really do, does a good job in being a model for those young men. How tough was it for you to leave Prairie View? I mean, you were building that program one brick at a time, and the last time you represented Prairie View, you took that team to a Western Division title and – maybe a handful of plays away from winning the SWAC championship. How tough was it to leave there? You know, that was the toughest part right there because I, I feel I, I got them to the water and we didn't drink it. And that's the part that bothers me and disturbs me because I'm a guy very, very competitive, and I feel that we had the opportunity to do something that was special uh, for Prairie View. But, you know, I'm a guy that uh, – uh, I'm a God-fearing man, so my family and I, when, when the opportunity was presented to us, it wasn't something that was about me. It was something about my steps being ordered. Uh, when God ordered my step and gave me a new assignment, I knew I had to go. I couldn't be a Jonah and stay there and uh, get caught in the, uh, in the, in the uh, belly of the fish. So I had to make sure I, I, I be obedient. And I think this was the calling for me. This was the assignment, although it, it made a lot of sense to a lot of folks, but it was all by divine for me to be here. We're talking with uh, first-year Southern University head coach uh, Eric Dooley here on uh, the SWAC Football Media Day. Coach, so just talk about your ball club, you know, Dumas on defense and your quarterback situation. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, to get a young man like Dumas, who I had the opportunity to recruit out of high school and watch this young man uh, mature into a a phenomenal football player, I I think it's always a luxury to have because it's not something that uh, you have to coach him up on. He already knows. He knows the defense. He played for the same defensive coordinator. So that was a huge plus right there, a huge get for a, a team that I know that understands how to play defense. Uh, but then when you talk about the quarterback spot, that's very, very personal to me. 
uh, because that young man has the opportunity to touch the football every down and he has command of the offense every down. So that's very critical to me. And I look at quarterbacks in a different way. You know, a lot of folks say I, I look for that talented guy. That guy got to be able to represent us in the classroom. All the student athletes have to, but this guy got to be able to represent, represent us in the classroom. Uh, on the field and anywhere that he goes because he's going to speak volumes for the university. Obviously, defensively, and you're a guy that knows how to score points. You're a quarterback guy. And uh, you had quarterbacks last year, obviously no skeleton, but you have uh, McDaniel and you got a kid from Hines that uh, that a lot of people are saying they're in the mix. You know what? I know you're probably not going to commit to it now, but what are you saying in the whole quarterback thing? I, I love the competition. And, and those young men are stepping to the uh, to the challenge. They understand what I'm looking for because I told them a long time ago when I first got there, I'm not looking for someone to uh, manage the offense. I'm going to do that from the sideline. I need someone to win the game for us. That's what I'm looking for. So they understand and they accept the challenge. But I think that quarterback room is built with a lot of competition, and it's going to be a, a, a good thing to see this fall camp. Any, any commitments in terms of who's going to start when you open up against Florida Memorial? No. Uh, they, right now, I would say uh, Bishon McCray is out front right now because he left the spring as the starter. But uh, as I told those guys, that gave you the opportunity to start first in the fall. Uh, it's competition every day for me. Uh, you can't get become complacent because you got the job. Now you got to take it to another level. So I, I look for that battle between uh, Bishon McCray and uh, uh, Glendon uh, McDaniels, but there's some other guys here as well that's coming in uh, that I won't say their name now, but uh, going to make that battle real tough. Talk about bringing, you know, Dumas, and I saw the video of him bench pressing 500 pounds. I mean, that was awesome on Twitter. Uh, talk a little bit about, you know, that relationship and him coming with you to Southern. You know, it, it was a great relationship. Uh, it, it had to be um, – didn't have the opportunity to speak to that young man when I left uh, because I, I definitely always want to be, uh, uh, you know, fair to the, the, the institution that gave me my first opportunity. So I, I didn't try to talk to none of those guys, which that's not the right thing to do. I'm always be decent and in order. Uh, but for him to uh, get into the transfer report, of, of course, once he got into that, it, I, I would be uh, – something would be wrong with me if I didn't go after him. <laughs> so at the minute he did uh, – uh, the relationship kicked in, and that's why I, be- I believe in building relationships. You know, you can recruit the whole nation, but unless you have a relationship with that student athlete and the family, yeah, it's tough. You just don't know what's going to take place. But I, I-, I felt I built a-, a great relationship with the parents as well as him and uh, gave him a great opportunity. You know, some, th- some things are meant to be uh, a young man get an opportunity to play his last year, uh, what, maybe 30, 40 minutes from home. Uh, with uh, with older parents that give them opportunity to see them play every game. You're from Louisiana, Coach. So talk a little bit about that and just coming back home. How important was that to you? I thought it was huge. You know, uh, I've always bring this story up because um, I and, and it, sometimes it, it does sadden me, but it gives me a smile as well because, uh, you know, my dad always wanted, that's where he wanted me to be at uh, with him being much older. And for that to actually come through fruition, uh, I know it was nothing but God that, that made that happen. But to be home and be close to uh, my family and, and schools that I, a lot of my friends, I think is huge uh, because of the support uh, they gave me when I was away. So I can only imagine uh, being right up the road from where I'm originally from. So, I mean, it's great. I thought it was a huge deal for us. Uh, uh, my daughter is a, a senior at Southern University. So uh, it just all worked out for me. 
What do you think about the Jaguar Nation? You already knew about them before, but now that you're in it, now that you're deep in the Jaguar Nation, what do you think about the Jaguar Nation? I'm excited to have uh, uh, supporters like that that I know are going to be there regardless of what. Uh, they're going to come to the home games. And, and just uh, from my, my my memory, even when they travel, they're going to travel well. So uh, it's always good because it, 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 it inspires the young men. So uh, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to uh, now to see the Jaguar Nation cheering for us. You know, there was a post out there on social media. What games are you looking forward to? Um, of course, for me, Alcorn Stephen F. Austin is near the top of my list. But number two on my list, Coach, and me and Carlos Brown, who's standing over here, t- talks about this for the last 15 years. Southern and LSU on the football field. We talked about it. That's a game I've been wanting to see. I was, you know, maybe my lifetime when I'm 80 years old, we get a chance to see it. We're going to see it coming up here in uh, in game number two. So you get a chance right off the bat, Florida Memorial, and then LSU. You, you know, I'm that guy, uh, and and I do know it's not a cliche by me for me. Uh, I can only see September the third. Uh, once I, I I take care of September the third, then I I can start talking about uh, the other games. But honestly, I'm looking forward to every game that's on our schedule. Uh, that's who I am. I'm very, very competitive. Uh, the coaching staff that I have is very competitive, and um, I like the schedule that we have. And we just gotta, we gotta hit the ground running. Uh, but all those games, just to, to look forward, uh, as you ask that question, that's gonna be exciting. I think it's gonna be exciting for the city of Baton Rouge. Yeah. I think it's gonna be exciting just for the surrounding parishes as well. Uh, something that. Uh, uh, you didn't, neither did I see <laughs> taking place. No. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, thanks be to God that we both here to witness that. Well, Coach, I know you have to move around. We appreciate it. And uh, we, we're coming back to Baton Rouge again. Uh, last time I was uh, on the bluff, it took an hour and 20 minutes from the bottom of the hill all the way to my parking spot, getting over the hump, an hour and 20 minutes. Hopefully I can beat that again, but I know it's going to be a, a packed house and I'm sure even a bigger crowd because of, of us all corn trying to get back into it. What do you think about that, Coach? I mean, obviously the West is wide open, you know, in the East, obviously Jackson State. But in the West, new quarterbacks, new coaches, new opportunities that should be intriguing in the division. It's going to be very, very intriguing. I do understand the uh, uh, position as uh, new quarterbacks. But, I mean, to me, football is football. If you can play, you're going to play. Uh, I think it's who can get that quarterback ready to go. Uh, within their scheme or what they're trying to present. Uh, and then you got to have other supporting casts as well. But uh, it's going to be very exciting. I think the SWAC is going to be very exciting because now we're, we're, we're at a time right now to where when you go to that game, you better be prepared because any given, in, any given Saturday, there it is. Uh, just don't know what can take place. So I love it. There's something that I live for to see. Uh, the competition is there. I'm excited about it. And uh, the one thing I can assure should be fun. Coach, we appreciate it, and we'll be talking to you down the road. Thanks for having me. That's Southern Head Coach Eric Dooley. We've talked with uh, Willie Simmons, head coach at Florida A&M. We'll take a break. More to come here. The commissioner, Dr. Charles. Thompson's Water Seal protects all kinds of outdoor spaces, even the concrete ones, even if we can't agree on what they're called. Like, is it a porch or is it a patio? From where we're standing, the only difference between the two you'll definitely notice is when it's protected by Thompson's water seal. So, whether you're team porch or team patio, we can all agree that the best space is one that's waterproofed with Thompson's water seal. Trust the seal. Thompson's water seal. 
Welcome back to Swag Football Media Day 2022. As we go around the league, we're joined by Bethune-Cookman head coach uh, Terry Sims. He joins us. Coach, we appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. We were talking last night, Coach, giving you your, your props. No doubt one of the biggest upsets last year was Alcorn rolling into Daytona. You all were winless. And I'm going to share this with you. I didn't know when we were playing you guys until this time last year when I saw the schedule. And I saw that we were playing, and we had talked, you know, obviously previewing your team. And when I saw that we were playing you guys in November, I said, uh-oh. Not saying we're <laughs> going to lose the game, but I said, you know what? That could be a trap game for sure. And I'll be doggone we lost. Had a 17-point lead in the second half. And, Is that right? Yeah, 17-point oh, okay. lead. Yeah, in the second half. And uh, you all just kept grinding and battling. But your, your team, and watching your team all year, you guys were close. It's just... Just trying to, you know, play here, play there. You don't make a play here, play there. If you do, instead of what you had, you got a lot more. Yeah, and, and I, I think that was, you know, not to use it as an excuse, and, and I've been telling everybody I talked to, not having your team for 20 months, uh, no spring ball, no summer workouts. Uh, our coaches were only able to meet with our players over Zoom. Players were not allowed to work out together. Uh, it was tough getting the team together August 1st for a football season. Uh, again, not to use it as an excuse, but that was the hard part. Uh, and, and, you know, having a spring practice this year, having summer workouts, uh, you, you see our team beginning to gel back together. And we're, we're, we're beginning to look like the Bethune-Cookman University football team that we know we can be and that everyone else expects us to be. So it just took a little time, I mean, because we didn't play as well. Uh, it just took a little time to kind of put it all together. It did. It did. And, and you know, when you uh, add all that in with entering a new conference, um, new travel, you know, all of those things kind of add to everything that, that you have going on. So it was just it was a tough year. But it, it's a year that's behind us. We're not going to forget it, but we're not going to allow 2021 to affect 2022. Uh, we're we're going to use it as fuel. We're going to correct the things we needed to correct. And we're going to continue to prepare like we always have because we have won games at Bethune-Cookman. We have been successful. We understand how to win. And that's something that we're, we're going to continue to push forward doing. And so uh, the one thing I noticed, I mean, offensively, you had a very efficient quarterback last year that made some plays and your defense stepped up. But this year you got uh, Jalen Jones, the Jackson State transfer there. How's that quarterback competition going to look? Oh, it's looking good right now. We have Jalen. You are correct. Uh, Tyrone Franklin is, is here. He's a, a young man from uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, he, he's been in our program two years. Uh, and then we have Walter Simmons, who transferred in from uh, East, East Carolina. So we have three guys that are battling for the job right now. Uh, they're, they're all working hard. And the best man is going to win the job. The guy that the coaches feel like they can trust, that the players trust, that can lead this offense, that's the guy that's going to step on the field. Obviously, with coming into the league, you, you talked about that transition, not playing. Well, what, was the, what was the toughest part about the transition into, into the swag? Well, I, I just think it was just the, the newness of j- just the stadiums and the teams. And that, you know, Because we have played uh, a swag team every year since I've been at Bethune-Cookman. We made it a, a, our business to put a swag team on the schedule every year. If we played the MEAC SWAC Challenge, we would play two SWAC teams. 
So we understood playing SWAC teams. It's just week in and week out, the grind was different. And again, you know, the travel was different. You have more metropolitan areas with the MEAC. You have more rural areas, so the travel's different. Not that it's bad, it's just different. Yeah. More planning to, to get to hotels, to get to the actual stadiums. So it's little things like that that were uh, included in what we were doing that you had to adjust to. And those are things now that we're aware of and that, that our team is aware of, and they understand what it takes uh, to compete week in and week out in this league. I know you're a defensive guy. So talk, you talked about the offense and the pieces of quarterback and Jalen Jones. What about defensively? What, what can we expect? Well, I think, you know, defensively we, we have – a, a great nucleus coming back. We have some guys on our defensive line that, that we've been, you know, playing for the last two or three years. They have a lot of experience, looking for a lot from them. We have a secondary that, that's grown up together, you know, for the last three years. So those guys will be expected to come in and help lead this defense. So we look to have an aggressive, greedy, angry, swarming defense. That's what we're known for. That's what we've been known for for a while. And that's what we're getting back to. And I think, you know, you say offensively and defensively, you know, we have a new offensive coordinator, Mike Canales, coming to us from the University of Maryland, over 30 years of experience. He, he's um, grabbed the pulse of this offense already when he, when he walked in the door. We're going to get back to playing fast. Darren Hayes, who's been with us for, you know, since 2015, he's the defensive coordinator now. And Kenyatta McCoy is our new special teams coordinator. I don't ever leave out special teams because aside from being a defensive guy, I cut my teeth in special teams. That was a little bit of how I got really started in this business. And you know, we're, we're going to play aggressively on special teams and we're going to put a lot of time in the special teams because you can win or lose games with special teams. Well, I'll tell you what, I have to say this, Coach. One of the better flights that I've been on in a while was a flight from Jackson, Mississippi to Daytona. And I, I thought it was like, Forever, it was like a now coming back. It was like an hour and ten minutes. It, I mean, it seems longer than that, but yeah. it, it was it was it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, and and Daytona is a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place to visit, and definitely a beautiful place to live. Uh, you know, we we have I think a little bit of you know some unknowns in Daytona that allows us some advantages, and we try to use them every week. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. We'll be talking to you in November. It'll be a good stretch as you all take on um, Alcorn. You all come to Alcorn for, mm -hmm. the, for the first time. It'll be interesting. It will be, and we're looking forward to it. I have not been uh, in that stadium in a few years since my time in the SWAC and definitely looking forward to uh, getting back there. And, and, you know, I talked with Coach McNair earlier, and we talked about me coming down and us visiting, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, he said hopefully things are different. I don't want them to be different. So, you know, we... <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. I tell you, that that uh, that all-corn loss was tough because I just knew that it just you guys were so close in so many games. And at some point, you get you do get over the hump. It's a question of maybe not this particular week, but it was just that when, week. When the ball bounces and, and that, you know, it, it happened for us then. And hopefully we can use some of those, those things from those games, you know, those couple games we did win to uh, continue to push us forward this season. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. Best of luck. Thank you.
Thompson's Water Seal protects all kinds of outdoor spaces, even the concrete ones, even if we can't agree on what they're called. Like, is it a porch or a patio? The only difference you'll notice is the one protected by Thompson's Water Seal. Trust the seal. Thompson's Water Seal. Coach McKinney, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Um, quarterback play, that seems to be the theme. <laughs> um, new quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks. Skylar Perry of UAPB is mm-hmm. the most veteran quarterback in the conference, sure. as Coach Doc Gamble just mentioned. So now you've got, uh, obviously, an up-and-coming quarterback in body. I've seen the mm-hmm. videos on social media and working out and all of that. And when we played you guys last year at your place, I saw a quarterback that at times looked like a freshman. Yep. And I saw at times a quarterback that looked like a veteran. He was making his athleticism, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't shake, couldn't tackle him. Couldn't tackle him. Yeah. But and there were times where she turned the ball over. I mean, got pressure on made, him. He made just couldn't. Freshman mistakes. Freshman mistakes. So hopefully you get that out of his system going into the sophomore year. But is that something that you just got to live with? You know, when you have a freshman quarterback or one of the. And I think he's one of the top high school quarterbacks in the state of Texas. If you look at his numbers, correct. Kind of what you expected from him. Yeah, well, you don't play a freshman expecting him to make the decisions that a veteran guy would make. Mm-hmm. Um, but you try and coach him up to understand that he doesn't have to be Superman. He doesn't have to make every play. Uh, let let his teammates make some plays, and and it's okay to take a sack. Yeah, it's not okay to turn the ball over. And I think that's where. Um, He's shown uh, growth. Uh, that's what the expectation is that he'll show that growth uh, this upcoming season from last season. So when you look at when you look at him, what was the biggest thing that impressed you about him, and what was the biggest thing that was frustrating to you? Um, the most impressive thing is his leadership skills, and to come in as a true freshman and lead the team. He's literally the leader of the team, mm. and he he works hard. He he doesn't do anything that he what he doesn't expect his teammates to do, and so uh, I think that's the the thing that I'm I noticed the, the most initially, uh, and just uh, those turnovers, him trying to make every play is probably the thing that that um, I, I like the least about him. Yeah, but he's got all the tools, and that's I'm sure as a coach you see you see the tools there. It's just a matter of sharpening them a little bit and putting the right tools in the right slots. No doubt. I, I wouldn't trade him for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Talk a little bit about your, your your running game and defense. Obviously, to help a young quarterback, a good running game definitely wouldn't hurt. Definitely, definitely. And we returned uh, a few guys who I, I recruited um, my first year. Uh, Ladarius Owens, who's our second-leading returning rusher, rushed for about 600 yards. Ja'Cory um, Howard, who's a big back. You know, he, he's rushed, scored about seven to eight rushing touchdowns on last year. Um, and the old man of the group is Dominique Franklin. Those guys have been in our scheme for three years now, and, and they do a tremendous job of running the ball and, and protecting the quarterback when we have to throw the ball and being his check down when, when he needs a check down. So uh, we're excited about those guys. And then defensively, uh, our defense is led by Tariq Cooper and Demontario Anderson. A uh, couple seniors. Um, we're not a, uh, a senior-laden team, but we do have a couple guys that, that have been around quite a bit, and uh, the expectation is that they're going to lead our team, our defensive unit, and, and we're going to play a lot better. For all the talk of the Western Division, people talk about Southern and Alcorn and Grambling, but then when you talk about Texas Southern, like, eh. <laughs> I mean, I, you, I'm sure you already know that, yeah. eh, you know, but I always keep an eye on you guys because – 
especially what we saw, and it starts with a quarterback. You've got a freshman quarterback that you're developing, and we had that situation back when we had a quarterback by the name of John Gibbs, who was from mm-hmm. Houston. We I know built John a, Gibbs. We yeah. built around him, and next thing you know, we were off and running in right. six straight division titles. That's kind of how it. That's kind of how it works, doesn't it? You get a quarterback, you hope, you hope, and John Gibbs may have been one, the last quarterback to be a four-year starter at quarterback in this conference. You don't see mm-hmm. that very often, mm-hmm. and you hope you have that with bodies going into year two. Right. But how important is that to get the guy and then just kind of build around that? I think it's very important. You know, um, at at quarterback at any level, if you don't have a quarterback, you're probably not going to have a good team, and if you have a good quarterback you, you you got a chance yeah and so uh it starts with that position i think we found the guy that we can build our team around and that's what we've been trying to do uh opening up your season talk about that obviously i mean houston's just so rich with football talent you, you know prairie view texas southern that rivalry that's you know i'm kind of familiar with <laughs> all the rivalries alabama state a&m of yeah. course all court and and the team that they're rivals with but Trying to figure out that preview Texas Southern rivalry. Give us kind of an insight. You know, for Alabama State and A&M, it's the Magic City. You talk to A&M fans, it's all about the Magic. You talk with Alabama State fans, it's all about the Magic. What about that rivalry with? Uh, it's the Labor Day Classic. It's it's the start of the football season. You know, we, it's our opening game. Uh, gives us a chance to to play our rival. It's basically the Battle of Houston, and um, it also gives you a leg up on the conference standing so the team who comes out of that is is basically tied for first place with someone in the league so yeah um, um we've been on the on the bottom end of, of that for the last few years and and we hope to turn things around you know some coaches want to kind of open up with the challenge of opening up right in the swag right away some would like to kind of play down a little bit and work your way into what what's your philosophy on that you, you got to beat who's on your schedule it doesn't matter when you play them when, whenever you, you're scheduled to play them, if you're going to be the champion, you got to beat them. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, our guys understand that they got to work hard this summer to prepare for a, a great preview team, and and we've been working towards that goal. How they looked uh, as you you know get them in here for the summer? How they looked? They they've been doing the things we've asked them to do. They've been very coachable. They they're working extremely hard. And and again, I attest that to the leadership of Andrew Body. He gets up with that six six o'clock group with the O line and, and he pushes those guys and and it doesn't end until, you know, our guys are ready to for it to be over with and from a team standpoint, our teams focus on, on improving football at Texas Southern University. Yeah. Well I tell you what, you you're you're coming to Alcorn State University for homecoming. Uh, leave the hotel early. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be there for kickoff. Okay, that's all that matters. Coach, we appreciate it. Right, thank you. We'll take a break here. You want a Western adventure, but you also want modern convenience. What you want is Boise. We have 15 breweries just miles from Hop Farms, and our downtown is packed with more than 100 craft restaurants. We have an outdoor theater where deer walk by. Seriously. Oh, and we have more than 200 days of sun every year, which make those hundreds of miles of trails around the city pretty awesome. This is Boise, the unexpected West. Plan your trip to visit Idaho at visitboise.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You want a Western adventure, but you also want modern convenience. What you want is Boise. We have 15 breweries just miles from Hop Farms. And our downtown is packed with more than 100 craft restaurants. We have an outdoor theater where deer walk by. Seriously. Oh, and we have more than 200 days of sun every year, which make those hundreds of miles of trails around the city pretty awesome. This is Boise, the unexpected West. Plan your trip to visit Idaho at visitboise.com. And now we are joined by Coach Maynard, the head coach of Alabama A&M. He joins us. We appreciate it, Coach. Thank you, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. Man, I tell you what, and I go back, I know you're obviously leaning forward, but I just can't help but think about a quill glass. When I saw that, when I saw that kid a few years ago and you look at where he is right now, I never would have thought that, just the amount of yards he threw for him, just, just the way he looked. I'm like, man. That is, but that's a great story. He's from, you know, he's from St. Louis. I'm, I'm a St. Louisan myself. I'm from St. Louis, and okay. so to see that kid develop into what he, what he is right now, how, how is he doing in Tampa? Well, he's not in Tampa anymore. He okay. uh, went up there for a trial, okay, and uh, didn't get invited back. But now, when they, when they gave him the opportunity, they had four quarterbacks on the roster. Yeah, so it was a blessing just for them to give him an opportunity, and uh, they didn't invite him back to minicamp. So. Right now, he's possibly got maybe Detroit with opportunity to go to Detroit. And uh, he worked out for the XFL last week. So, um, hopefully, get a call back from XFL or or um, Detroit inviting the camp. I mean, he was dynamic. I think that's the one word I think about when I think of glass. He was just dynamic in how he was able to push the ball down the field, the schemes, the receivers, Ibrahim's coming back. I mean, just – it's just – and, you know, when you all came to our place and it was one of the best swag football games you'll ever see, it came down to inches. Yes. And just, just the excitement in that offense. And so, obviously, he's moved on. And that's the biggest question for me, Coach, when you look at your ball club, trying to fill that void at quarterback. What's your, what are you looking at there? Yeah, we got, uh, we got a couple of candidates, um, Quincy Casey and Xavier Langford. Uh, both will be battling out for the starting job. Casey was at Jackson State? He was. Uh-huh. He transferred from Jackson State. And, uh, uh, y- you know, you always say if you got one, you got none. And I think we got two. I think those guys going to have a great battle. And I think whoever wins it, uh, uh, the other guy is capable. If something happens, we have to come into play. He's capable of coming in and, and leading us where we need to get to. Well, Quincy Casey, obviously a Jackson State transfer. When I saw him play, he could push the ball down the field, and that's that's your offense. You know, you want to stretch that thing and just just keep the defense on skates. Yeah, yeah, and and that's one of the reasons that uh, we was uh, interested in him, and uh, he threw for over three hundred yards against us when we played Jackson State. That was his first start as a uh, a freshman. So um, I thought he played well, and I thought he he missed some throws, but you know, you throw for three hundred yards in a college football game is your first college football game. You got some, you got a chance, and so. We was uh, pleased to be able to get Quincy in. Now he's uh, got an opportunity to be the starter. So when you look at your roster, of course, you, we talked about the quarterback position. But over the last couple of years, 
quietly you guys have been collecting a lot of talent, really getting some stuff out of the transfer portal. It seems like that's been good to Alabama A&M football. It has. It has. Um, and, yeah, we, we hit the portal pretty pretty good this offseason, and uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball because that was our weakness uh, was the defense. And so, of course, you want to you want to work on your, your weaknesses. And uh, so we got we went to the portal and got a lot of guys off, off the defense side on the portal. So when you look at the rebuild, Coach, in the Eastern Division, obviously, uh, you know, it was really a two-game stretch, Coach, you know, Grambling and then Jackson State. Your team was kind of right there. I mean, just for those – if it wasn't for those eight quarters, who knows where your team would, would, would have ended up. Yeah, you know, the Grambling game, um, we turned the ball over seven times and we lost by six. And uh, it was uncharacteristic of us, but you can't take anything away from them. They got a great defense. Uh, and uh, they beat us at their place. And, and then – uh, Jackson game, we just didn't show up at Jackson game. I I don't know what what it caused it. We just didn't show up. We got we got to got to the woodshed, and and then the next week at Fam, well, we, Fam came to us, and we got Fam. We up sixteen points in the third quarter, and uh, you know we're playing well and going along, and uh, next thing you know we lose the game by f- by four points. So, um, you know we very easily could have been nine and one last year, and. Uh, uh, but we won. That's why you play the games, you know. And so uh, we feel good about our team, and just like everybody else do right now. Everybody like their team right now, but you got to go out and play and, and uh, prove it on the field. Ibrahim, to me, was scary just in terms of his size, his girth. Just what it was. He made big catches in short yard situations. Talk about what you expect from him. I expect uh, more of the same, uh, and he put on a couple more pounds this year. So uh, he was already physical and hard to bring down by one person. And now that he's uh, bulked up and put on a couple more pounds, um, we look forward to him to continue to break tackles and, and make big plays for us. So in the Eastern Division, Coach, obviously your team, you know, right there with all the transfers, I think, you know, Mississippi Valley very much improved. We're talking with Coach Dancing here in a second. Uh, that East, I mean, everybody talks about, you know, FAMU and Jackson State, but I, I know with all the transfers and all the pieces you have, I'm sure you're going to have a say in this thing too. Uh, we think so. We think so. Uh, like I said, you know, fam, we had a chance to beat them last year. In Jackson, we just didn't play very well. Uh, but we think that uh, we got a chance. But like you say, this this division is tough, man. You know, um, we we kind of got got Valley a little bit last year, but everybody else, Valley was in the game. They had yeah. a, they had a lead on a lot of teams in the third third quarter, and uh, we knew that coming in. And uh, we didn't take them we didn't take them lightly at all. And uh, we we really played well against Valley. But Valley played well against a lot of teams and could have beat a lot of people. Uh, Fam, you went for two. I mean, Valley went for two against Fam, and the running back slipped. Don't they beat Fam, you? You know, so there's a lot of great football coaches out there. A lot of good teams, and Dancy got is one of them that you know we can't overlook. You know, we got of course Fam and Jackson. We got the classic with Alabama State. You know, so every week is gonna be tough. We got to be ready to play every week, man. I I just don't look at playing Jackson and, and fam. I look at playing every last one of them because Texas Southern, I mean, it was 51-50. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so who you going to overlook? You, you can't overlook anybody. You, you overlook somebody, you're going to want them in last. Yeah. So I'm not going to overlook anybody. We got to say and respect all fear none. So we're going to respect every team, every coach, but we're not going to fear anybody. Well, before we let you go, I mean, obviously your athletic director is working for the conference now. But A.D. Hicks uh, got a new basketball arena online. And, of course, many good conversations with, with, with him. Talk about that and just what he meant to you in Alabama A&M. Yeah, I, I'm forever indebted to him. You know, he gave me a chance to, to coach college football again. And, uh, 
And so I told him before he left, uh, we talked about 45 minutes, and I just told him how thankful I was and uh, that he treated me like a big brother. And, um, you know, he never he never told me no. Anything I asked for, he tried to get it. Um, and uh, he, he was just he was a good AD. You know, you as a head coach, you want an AD that you can get along with and that you can trust, and uh, that's who he was for me. Coach, we appreciate it. I appreciate you. You want a Western adventure, but you also want modern convenience. What you want is Boise. We have 15 breweries just miles from Hop Farms, and our downtown is packed with more than 100 craft restaurants. We have an outdoor theater where deer walk by. Seriously. Oh, and we have more than 200 days of sun every year, which make those hundreds of miles of trails around the city pretty awesome. This is Boise, the unexpected West. Plan your trip to visit Idaho at visitboise.com. You want a Western adventure, but you also want modern convenience. What you want is Boise. We have 15 breweries just miles from Hop Farms, and our downtown is packed with more than 100 craft restaurants. We have an outdoor theater where deer walk by. Seriously. Oh, and we have more than 200 days of sun every year, which make those hundreds of miles of trails around the city pretty awesome. This is Boise, the unexpected West. Plan your trip to visit Idaho at visitboise.com. Coach Dancy, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How you doing? We're gonna talk about what I'm not happy in a minute, but I am um, yes, because it's 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 um, you you broke a routine and a tradition. I think you you might have an an idea of what I'm talking about, but we'll we'll get back to that. Gotcha. Um, I I made my predictions, and you know, obviously people are talking about Jackson State and FAMU. But you had like a month stretch at home in which you know you you gave us the Blues. It was 17 to 12. Third quarter, you all were in field goal range. Couple of penalties set you back. You had to settle for a field goal right. in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was seventeen to nine or something. Yeah, yeah 17, seventeen to nine, to nine at that nine. point. Yes. You all scored that. You all had the momentum going to the fourth quarter on the road. Who knows what might have happened? Right. And, and, right. and you know, we we score with six minutes left in the game to pull away. But that was a that was some tense moments there uh, in in Itabina. Yes, sir. Um, you know, it's always a great, great game when we're able to, um, you know, play against Alcorn, a rivalry school. Um, you don't have to pep the guys up or give them a pep talk when you're playing in-state rivalry. So we know it was going to be a physical game. Coach McNair, man, he, like he said, like I said, he's, he's been great to me. Um, I know he's always going to have his team ready to play. So I just wanted to make sure that my guys came out and um, didn't get too high, didn't get too low, or, but, but stayed even keel when they came out to play Alcorn because it's – it's, it's a great football team, a great program, and, man, that program has been good for the last almost 10 years now. So, you know, respect is, is – you got to respect them. And I think your team's getting a lot of respect as we're talking with Valley head coach uh, Vincent Dancy because you had a month stretch at home almost, mm-hmm. you know, FAMU at home, Jackson at home. Right. I mean, you had us at home. I right. mean, you had you had all those teams on the ropes. Very You probably make – Six or seven more plays, you, you're probably in the Eastern Division mix. Right. Yes, sir. Um, like you said, Alcorn uh, played them tough, came down, you know, came down to it. You guys scored and pulled off. Um, fam, you, uh, you know, my decision, it was it was fourth and inches. I got the best running back in the conference. I'm like, hey, man, he can get us an inch, and he slips down. But uh, we was we was in field goal range, just could have kicked the field goal and uh, – you know, tied the game up and going to overtime, but I wanted, you know, I wanted to win the game. 
and uh, I, w- I was confident in that, in that young man wouldn't take it back because uh, he, he slipped down. And so, you know, then playing Jackson State, uh, you know, giving them a touchdown um, on when the quarterback uh, gave the running uh, – a mis-exchange by the quarterback and running back. So they, they scored a defensive touchdown, but, you know, losing to them by nine, man, being in that game to the final moment. Yeah. So it was some excited brand of football that we played last year at home. And um, we, we, we're super excited this year to have another opportunity – you know, to play all those guys and, you know, return the guys that I'm returning. Um, I think it's going to be another exciting year for Mississippi Valley. And we got to go back to Itabina. Exactly. We got to come back to Itabina. Which is the toughest place to play uh, in America. Well, I, I'm going to ask you about that because I read something on social media. Is it true that your fans, maybe administration and fans, the, the big side, the newly renovated side, you are going to take that back? Yes. Yeah. The, the original home side, we will be back on the original home so side. So that is true. Okay. Yes, yeah. sir. So that's, uh, I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's going to be more spice to it. Yeah. But but like I was telling the guys, it, it don't matter the side to us, man. We run out of that tunnel. Uh, it don't matter. We go left or right. We we still got to play in the middle. So it, it really yeah. doesn't affect us. Yeah. Well, when I, when I look at your team and just watching how you all were just right there, quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Your defense was good. I knew I knew that when you talk Valley football, you're going to ground and pound. That's it. Take a little air out of the ball, but mm-hmm. a serviceable quarterback. And I think over the, the years, of course, you know, it's just trying to get someone healthy, right. someone healthy and productive. Exactly. And, um, you know, that's – that's why we went out and recruited the way we did at the mid-year point, you know, bringing in Jamar, Jamar Jones, um, a top-ranked quarterback out of East Mississippi, um, having Trampus Goodwin, a kid coming from UTEM who sat out last year um, uh, due to some uh, academic issues during the transfer. So um, we, 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 I think we're four deep at quarterback. Uh, and, and, you know, we're going to take it one day at a time and make it a competition. But though all of those guys were able to compete in the spring. That's a good thing. But, you know, I don't think 15 days of practice is fair to a, um, to a quarterback to, to judge him on, especially when you, you're coming into a new team. you got to learn the system. you got to gain chemistry and continuity amongst the players and the receivers. So we're looking forward to doing that throughout camp and having a great quarterback competition and, and really naming a quarterback you know, around that 14th day of practice. Yeah, I mean, this just another example of teams that are, you know, the continuity at the quarterback position. And I think there's a lot of anxiety amongst fans because they expect it all to click right away when you have someone new. But it just it just doesn't happen that way. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know, um, you know, quarterback got to gain the trust of the players. That's that's number one. He has to come in and show that he can gain the trust and he can. he can lead this team. A quarterback is, is 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 that guy on the team that has to display a lot of a lot of leadership. Um, you know, he he has to sacrifice so much more than other positions. And people don't understand when you coming in and you just you was at one institution. Now you coming into a new institution, and you got to gain the trust of the players. You got to gain the trust of the receivers, um, the offensive line. They got to like you. You you got to be. They got to block for you. So it's a lot. To, it's a lot for that position, and I don't think people understand it. But you know, I think character is one thing that you can't, you never could um, take advantage of when it comes to a quarterback. I think he has to display great character and being able to show that 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 you know I'm 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 not a selfish person. People, I think sometimes people think the quarterback is is a very selfish person, but he's got to be unselfish because everybody got to, has to believe in him because um, 
he moves the needle of the other team. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this competition, and I'm looking forward to one of these guys winning the battle. And also, we still got Jelani Eason, the kid from last year, who's started two years for us. So, you know, and, and he's only gotten better because when we brought him in, uh, he hadn't played at the other at the previous institution. So getting his feet wet for two years, uh, he should be even better. So, yeah. Well, I, I know you're a defensive guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're man, man, your defense was just getting after it. Yes. That's that's how we play. That's the valid way. Um, a lot of people don't understand. Um, that's the brand of football that, that that you have to play when when no when you're back against the wall and nobody um, you you've always been picked to be the underdog. And I tell my guys all the time, man, just just go out and make them feel you. Um, we that's that's who we are. That's how we play. And what you see and how you see us play is who we are every day. That's how hard we work. We we play that. We practice that way. Um, that's that's what you do in practice is what you do in the game. So we practice that way. So I expect nothing less once we step on the field. And I'm a hard I'm a hard nosed coach. I've been a hard nosed player. And so that's who we gonna be. That's who we are. Yeah. A grind them out. That's team. it. A lot of good stuff happening. A new athletic director. Um, you know, talk about that and just 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 getting get getting that all in place and just the communication there. Oh man, it's been great. You know, Ad McCullen has come in and. Uh, he got a vision and a mind, a mind, a great mind and a great vision, and I think that's one thing you have to have when you're in top leadership. And he sees some things that we need to do and we need to change and we need to correct. But, of course, I understand, and we both understand nothing's going to happen overnight, but you have to have a, pl- a vision for it. And he has a great vision, a great mind, and um, been knowing him for a while before he even took the job. So I'm super excited because we got a great relationship, great communication, and um, just ready to, you know, do some di- do some different things there at the Valley. And you you open up against the FCS team, you mm-hmm. know, with this talk of SWAC versus FCS. A lot of folks don't think we should be playing those teams. They got 63 scholarships and you know all of that stuff. And I think it's a good challenge. Uh, I think it's going to be a great challenge for us. Tarleton State, great football program. Uh, you know, opening up with those guys only prepares for what we're coming up against once we get to our conference. You know, um, speed. You know, the speed of the game is a little different when you open up against some of those opponents, but. Um, man, we feel like we can go down there and beat Tarleton State. You know, that's that's a, a great football program to take nothing from them, but we got good football players too. So all we got to do is go down there and do what we're supposed to do, and we can easily come out on top. Well, I don't know who to blame, Coach. Now I'm going to get back to my beef. Okay. Okay? All right. Uh, I have a tradition. Me and my good friend Cedric Tillman. Yes, sir. We love to eat. Uh-huh. Okay? We like good food. All right. Uh, when we come to Valley – it's a tradition. Larry's. We go to Larry's Fish House. Yes, sir. Larry's Fish House closes at 9 o'clock. Don't we play you guys at 6? Yes. I'm sorry. Whose decision was that, Coach? <laughs> that, that, that's why I am not happy. I am, I am, I am not happy right oh, now. Oh, my Very goodness. selfish reason. I like to eat. I like all you can eat. Right. And that's one of the – I rate catfish places. That's, that's the best one I've had. Yes, sir. Um, 6 o'clock. How – I mean, we're used to playing at 2. We're used to playing at 4. Right. Why 6? Uh, I have no idea. I didn't schedule that that time, but um, I'm thinking because of the heat. So I, you may have to make your reservation sooner. You still could get it in. Uh, yeah, I could. But maybe. I don't want you to get too full and then you be sleeping on the air. Yeah, 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 or sleeping on the drive home. Right. I, I mean, I'm like, why? I mean, I've, we, we, we've already talked about it. I'm like, man, I'm ready for some Larry's. Fish House, right. the name of the place, it's a free plug, by the way. It's in Itabina. Uh-huh. Larry's Fish House. It's all you can eat, filet, baked, 
fried, however way you want it, they yeah, got it. It's great. All the sides. It's great. It's great. It's, every time we go basketball, soccer, tiddlywinks, I'm yeah. there. Yes, sir. But uh, 6 o'clock, Coach. I apologize. That's I apologize. Well, apology accepted. <laughs> I had to get that. I've been waiting for three months to, to tell you about that. Well, yes, Coach, sir. we appreciate it and appreciate looking forward uh, to the season. All right, man. I always take care. I appreciate you for having us on. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sync a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com go. netsuite.com go.